Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Master, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Uh, I'm over here in Bogota, Colombia, and uh, you know I have the pleasure of interviewing our guest today. Her name is Brittany Hemming, and uh, you can check her out at brittanyhemming.com. She also has a blog about but, uh, staying, and I think that's uh, definitely a thing we all need to do, stay curious while we're traveling. Uh, so uh, Brittany's going to be sharing more about her travels and her digital nomad journey. So uh, Brittany, uh, to start off with, why don't you share a little bit more about yourself for the sake of the listeners and the viewers who are listening and watching today. Sure. Hi. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, so I am a digital nomad, I guess. Um, I've been traveling full-time for almost a year now, and I'm a freelance software developer. Uh, so I build websites mostly for small businesses, um, and then I also write a travel and lifestyle blog, and my passion is actually teaching, so I teach software development uh, with a focus on women and youth as well. Uh, so where are you originally from, and uh, you know, where, uh, where did you end up leaving, and why did you end up uh, leaving uh, to become a full-time digital nomad? Yeah, I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. Um, and I was working in, in international development in Rwanda for six years, um, but a lot of the projects that I was working on, they weren't paid, so I would go home and work in Canada for six months and then go to Rwanda for six months and spend all my money and just do the same thing over and over and over again, and it wasn't sustainable, so I needed a career that would allow me to work on th something I was passionate about and still make money at the same time. So um, coding happened to be that career, and I haven't looked back since. Last year, I spent um, probably eight out of the 12 months traveling and paid rent in Toronto for 12 months and was only home for four. So I decided uh, in September to put all my stuff in storage and get rid of my place and just go for it and travel full time. Awesome. So uh, since you made this, uh, you know, life-changing decision to uh, uh, become a full-time traveler, a nomad, uh, tell us about some of the different places that you've gone to so far. Yeah, so since September, um, I started in Europe. Um, I have this list of 30 things I want to accomplish before I turn 30, and visiting every continent is one of them. And I had been all over Africa, and I've been to Asia, and some other places that Europe I hadn't been to yet. Um, so I decided I'm going to go travel Europe for a couple months. Um, I was invited to speak at a conference in Ireland in September, so um, I, I did that and then stayed in Europe for three months, left Europe because of, you know, visas, and then went to Israel. Uh, intended to stay in Israel for three months and absolutely fell in love with Tel Aviv, so ended up staying for five um, and working on some different projects there in Palestine. Um, and then to come to Bali, so now I'm in Bali. I've been here for two months. And uh, Bali is definitely one of the big digital nomad hubs um, uh, where a lot of digital nomads congregate to. And that, I can think of Chiang Mai is another big one. Medellin is another big one. I'm actually here in Bogota, heading to Medellin in a, uh, a couple of days, actually, and by the weekend we'll be over there. So tell us about how is it um, as a digital nomad in Bali as opposed to just being a traveler or a tourist? Yeah, um, I think the lifestyle in Bali is great. Uh, there's a lot of nutritious uh, food available, and it's quite cheap. Like a smoothie bowl here is three dollars, um, and at home I'm pretty sure it's like fifteen. So um, you can eat really well. Uh, it's affordable. The cost of living is affordable. Um, it's actually quite Western here, um, so the cultural differences aren't huge. Um, you know, you feel like you're at home. There's Starbucks. There's all of those things that you might want. Um, and then there's a huge digital nomad community here. So um, 
lots of people to mingle with and meet and go to meetups with, and it's pretty great. Well, you know, the big question is, do they have Tim Hortons, do they have ketchup chips, and do they have poutines? Oh, they don't, and I'm missing them so much. They also don't have Caesars, which is very, very unfortunate. <laughs> You know, the, and uh, those are reference to our Canadian icons. I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. We love our Tim Hortons, our Double Doubles, and we love our poutines and our ketchup chips. I'm here in Colombia. I actually did end up finding ketchup chips. They weren't, they weren't actually called ketchup chips. They were called, um, uh, they, it said tomato on there. So I assumed it is similar to ketchup chips. And I tried it, and it, was not, it, was, it wasn't the same. Uh, but it was, it was still good. It was very ketchup-y. OK, all right. At least you have something close. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, out of all your travel so far, the different cities, countries, continents you visited, is there anything that stands out, any of the highlights of uh, the places you've been to so far? Yeah. So, well, I would have to say Tel Aviv is my favorite city in the entire world, um, which I wasn't expecting at all. But there's just this creativity there, this vibe that you don't always find. It's a big city. It's near the Mediterranean Sea. So the lifestyle is amazing. Um, but it is a little bit expensive. Um, and then another highlight, I actually got to go into Gaza City to teach um, workshops to women in Gaza. And that was an amazing experience because, <clears throat> as I'm sure you know, the borders have been closed since 2006 and not many people are allowed to go in and out. Um, so it was amazing to be able to go in and uh, meet all of these wonderful women and hang out with them for a week. So, uh, you know, uh, we've shared a little bit about the highlights, but uh, tell us also about the, some of the struggles. I mean, um, digital nomadism isn't always uh, beautiful beaches, sunny weather, uh, happiness and smiles and joy. There are struggles, um, uh, particularly the internet. I think that's my biggest struggle. Uh, but tell, tell us about some of your challenges and struggles while on the road. Yeah, I mean, I think that as a digital nomad, we show uh, pictures of our lives and it looks like we're just gallivanting around the world and taking Instagram photos and while that's partly true there's still a lot of work that goes in behind scenes um, and I think uh, having people around you who understand that is really important um, so I would have to say that there's been some people that I've cut out of my life since I've been on the road because they they just don't get it um, another struggle would be being away from family when they're sick um, my, I recently had my, my dad pass away, and we weren't super close, but um, you know, not being home, being halfway across the world, it's just a whole other emotional aspect that you have to deal with, not being able to be there um, in times when people need you. So um, I would say those are my biggest struggles. Yeah, de definitely the loneliness factor, and I mean, the relationships are tough when you're across the world, and sorry about uh, your dad there. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, Brittany, tell us also about the uh, the blog you have. It's called, uh, you know, um, uh, it's about, the whole thing is about staying curious. So tell us more about the blog. When did you start it? Uh, what are the major themes and topics that you're writing about? Sure. Um, I actually started my blog um, when I was in Rwanda, just as like a WordPress.com blog, and it was more out of laziness because I didn't want to email people individually. So it was just kind of like, if you want to know what I'm up to, you know, go check it out. I'm writing all about it here. Um, but I actually started it seriously two years ago, bought my own domain name and hosting and um, rebuilt it. And I focus on um, travel, but also lifestyle um, and women who inspire me. So I aim to do um, an interview every Wednesday with an inspiring woman that I've either met on the road um, or that I know from my life at home. Um, and just showcase what they're doing. Um, it's just kind of like giving people 
a different way to live, showing them that you don't have to take the conventional path, that you can create your own way in life, and at the end, you have to be happy with it. So the interviews, are you doing them uh, written, audio, video, or all of the above, or none of the above? Yeah, just written interviews. Awesome. Uh, so tell us about some of the people that inspire you. I mean, that's part of the reason why we do our interviews, just because uh, it is so inspiring to hear the stories of digital nomads and how they make it through the struggles and all. Uh, what are some of your inspirations, or more, more importantly, who are some of your inspirations? Yeah, so there's Melissa uh, Sarafatine from Ladies Learning Code. She's the CEO, and um, she built Ladies Learning Code, which is teaching um, you know Canadians to code and make bringing coding into the curriculum. Um, so it's been an honor to work with her. She's so driven and so passionate about what she does. She's the type of person that when you're around her, she just makes you want to work harder. Um, so I definitely um, I think she's an inspiration. Um, I've met. Uh, one woman in Gaza in particular, her name's Noor, and she started this app called Mommy Helper. And it is Arab mothers um, with issues that they're having maybe with their children or maybe with their husbands and just gives them a outlet to talk to each other, to get in touch with a psychologist. Um, it forms a community, it forms a group. Uh, so that was that was really cool. And she started this um, because she was living with her husband in Chicago and she just felt like she had no friends there that she could talk to and you know she felt a little bit isolated and had a new son on the way and so she had this idea and it's really taken off so she's been super inspiring as well. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so, you know, even your story, the fact that you left uh, Toronto, Canada uh, to travel the world is inspiring for others. Uh, so there are probably some people are listening and watching this who would maybe want to uh, become a digital nomad themselves, but they don't know where to start. So what advice or tips would you give to someone who is a uh, aspiring or new or digital nomad wannabe? Yeah, I would say to focus on some skills. Uh, so it doesn't necessarily have to be coding, but skills that you can travel with and take with you. Transferable skills that you can do online. Maybe you become a virtual assistant, maybe you teach English, um, but being able to make your job remote so that you don't have to be in a specific location every day to make money. Um, and then I would also say don't like focus on planning, but don't focus on planning too much because if you wait until you're ready, you'll never go. So you know, get those skills in place and then just go for it. You can always go back home if it doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's always that plane ticket home. Uh, so tell us exactly. about um, you know, uh, your vision going forward. You already have traveled for about a year, you said. Um, where do you see yourself in the next few years? Is it uh, uh, staying in Bali, hopping over to South America, Africa? Tell us, uh, where do you see yourself in the next few months, next few years, and beyond? Yeah, so the nice thing about being a digital nomad is that you have freedom. Um, so if I do find a place that I absolutely love, I do have the option to stay. Um, so that the flexibility and the freedom is really important to me. I plan on being in Bali until the end of the year, um, and then I'm going to go home and see family and friends for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm missing them, and I'm sure they're missing me. Um, and then I would like to be in Argentina for January, and my plan for next year is to drive from Argentina to Toronto um, in a van. And I've I'm starting a project uh, that focuses on women entrepreneurs, um, and so I'll be releasing more details about that in the coming months, but um, basically giving myself six to nine months to do that, and I'm partnering with another blogger, so we're, we're going to drive across South America. 
Well, uh, you know, that's definitely inspiring. I actually just had an interview uh, before yours with Nancy. Uh, her, her, her website's called Family Oils, and she actually did um, Alaska to Argentina overland, not in a van, but actually on bicycle. She did the entire thing with a one van, bus, truck, uh, fully pedal power. So very inspiring story. I think you should connect with her just to hear about her stories. Uh, she actually might be a great interview for you as a woman who traveled with her husband and kids across uh, North America, Central America, and then South America. Wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'll definitely check her out. <laughs> Uh, so tell us about uh, the work-life balance side of things, because as digital nomads, sometimes we travel, 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 sometimes we work, 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 and sometimes we do both. Uh, tell us about how you find a balance for yourself in terms of your business and also in terms of your travels. Yeah, I think not. that's a struggle, not just as a digital nomad, but as someone who works for themselves. Um, because your time is your own, you feel really guilty when you take days off. Um, but that's, um, I don't know, that's a struggle that, you work with and you just have to find balance for. So I try to take at least one day off a week and kind of get out and explore. Um, but I, d I do work about eight to 10 hours a day um, otherwise. But yeah, since I travel slow and I stay in one place for a long time, like it's okay for me to work those hours and then I have my weekends to explore. So that's a pretty hectic schedule, though, if you're still working the eight, eight, eight to ten hours. So, um, and tell us about the type of accommodation are you in? Because um, one of the struggles is to find good internet. So, do you actually uh, do the hostel thing, the everything, the hotel thing, or whatever is available? Uh, tell us about how you find accommodation with good internet and good kind of like the work environment for you all to that will allow you to be optimal and uh, produce well and good results. Yeah, so it depends on where I am. When I was um, in Israel, in Tel Aviv, I was staying at a hostel, but it was, um, they also have like a business side. So they're called Abraham Hostels and they have Abraham Business. So they have a co-working space in the hostel. Um, and I was actually doing digital marketing work for them. So I was staying there for free and the internet was extremely, extremely reliable. And then here in Bali, I'm teaching with the Institute of Code. And so accommodation is included in that as well. And so I'm living in a villa in Bali and uh, because it's Institute of Code, we need internet, and so we have very strong internet here too. That's actually a really creative way to get accommodation because you can use your skills, which is coding in your case, to actually do a trade or barter in return for a free place to stay, which is obviously uh, a good thing, and it's obviously uh, one of the most expensive parts of travel is uh, the accommodation side of things. So uh, that's a great way of um, uh, saving money. Absolutely. I found this website called World Packers, um, and it's been yeah. extremely useful. So you can go on there and look up wherever you're going and see hostels or different places that want to trade accommodation for skills. Mm. Yeah, World Packers is a good one, and also Workaway is another one. And uh, if you're into farming and uh, kind of organic stuff, there's Woofing, which is, stands for Willing Workers on Organic Farms. Uh, and you can trade pretty much anything for everything. Uh, so you can trade maybe your ESL teacher, you could teach English in return for accommodation, or uh, you can do website design or digital marketing, as you said, or coding, or pretty much whatever they need. If you can fill it, boom, you got to trade there, a barter. Absolutely. I think we have this idea that traveling is expensive, but it, it actually doesn't need to be. And um, I'm probably spending less money on the road than I would be paying rent in Toronto every month. So. 
Yeah, and I think it uh, definitely depends on where you are in the world. I mean, uh, we, I, I did South America, sorry, Southeast Asia before I got married, and definitely Southeast Asia is one of the most, uh, or the, not the most cheap, the cheapest places in the world, uh, you know, and then maybe Africa, South America. But if you're traveling on Europe, obviously, it's going to be pricey. Australia is going to be pricey in North America as well. So it depends on where, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, Brittany, uh, tell us once again about the sites and uh, ways for people to connect with you if they had more questions about your digital nomad lifestyle, about the travel blog, or even if they want to be interviewed because it's amazing what you're doing, interviewing all these inspirational ladies. Maybe there's a lady, a woman who wants to be interviewed just by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the best um, place to keep up with me online is uh, my blog, and that's called staycuriousdarling.com, um, and everything else is connected through that. So Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, you can even find my personal website there, like my business website. So I would say go to staycuriousdarling.com, and you can keep up with me there. <laughs> Awesome. So once again, uh, thanks for your time over there in Bali. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, make sure you check out Brittany's blog. Uh, uh, you know, staycuriousdarling.com. I'll have a link. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be here. And if you're on iTunes, it'll be on the show description. So thanks again, uh, Brittany, and happy travels. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, thanks for being on. Uh, so thanks everyone for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. And as you can see, uh, even by this interview alone, there's so many ways that you can make uh, income online. We actually did and who's actually doing it as a coder. Uh, so this is a unique way to make money online. And uh, you know, no matter where you are, no matter what skill you, are, you, you have, uh, figure out a way to put it online, and then you too can make your digital nomad dreams come true and travel the world, just like Brittany, just like myself, and just like all of our other guests so far. So thanks, everyone. Uh, make sure you uh, leave us a rating and review uh, on iTunes, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast, and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. <laughs>